So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. I'm doing my thistle, my nizzle, my nizzle. I work me the price on the middle, the middle. I keep me a bag on skittle, the skittle. Trying to get you a radical feeling. A real automatic, it came with no sin. Automatic. All this trapping, it got you offended. I'm trapping a 360 in a minute. Then I punch on the gas. What's up, everybody? It's the Fast People Average Podcast. The only Air Force Academy podcast by, by a couple of real-ass dudes. Is there any other That's... Academy podcasts out there? Strictly. I don't know. Strictly your your Air Force Academies. It's the only one by by real ass dudes for anyone who likes to listen. Real ass dudes who like chicken tenders and Bud Light, and are obsessed with their experience that they had in their late teens and early twenties. <laughs> and every day that passes, it becomes harder and harder to remember what things were like. So it's it's Dude, slowly our... deteriorating, kind of as we go on here. I know. Our uh, interns, if you will, graduated. Been too lazy to get new ones. And so I guess the wing got restricted a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever. And uh, we just didn't know for the longest time. And we were just kind of rolling with it. People would send us stuff and we'd post it and be like, yeah, we know what's going on. But we had no clue. Finally, we asked somebody. And uh, heavy stuff. we're not going to repeat what it was. Heavy stuff. <laughs> what the reason is. Yeah. But um, we can we can provide some detail without getting explicit or or getting, getting I don't, anything crazy because we don't really know see, the, I, the full re- truth behind yeah, it. Yeah, but the reason why I don't want to go there is because I don't know if it's the full truth or the point is, and here is what I will say. Came down to standards, one kind of culminating event, allegedly. I'm just not a fan of mass punishment at all. But I mean, this is not a leadership podcast. We're not going to talk about that. But um, I don't know. I guess if you're a cadet and you're listening, just like it is what it is. And I'm not going to spin it. I know some people would spin it and say, oh, the best part of my academy experience is when we were actually restricted and we had to make our own fun. <laughs> no, that's not it. Um, it sucks. It's kind of the it's worst. It's something that, yeah, it's just something that happens. Because then you're so afraid every time you go off base because you're like, I'm not supposed to be off base, but I'm not just going to stay here. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Are you saying like if you go OTF? Yeah. Oh. I'm not even talking about that. I'm just like, I would never go OTF really. Although I did get positive for DI once. And that's yeah, like me a whole neither. other thing. But, um, yeah, you just wanted to be a cool guy. Yeah. I was just trying to appease to some of the listeners. Trying to be a real ass dude. Um, well, what I will say is I guess if you had to take any positives out of it, you're saving money cause you're not blowing it all on lime lime and bird scooters or whatever those kids do these days and white claws up in denver um i don't know maybe you don't have a hangover maybe order yourself some boreellos and catch a nap there's a good i will say if i had to pick any time of year to get restricted this is a decent time yeah because football season and it's the it's the beginning of october so your room isn't like baking hot anymore at least i don't think it is i don't know what the weather is out there right now and it's not exactly hashtag spooky season yet so you're not really missing any of the parties um but i don't know if this 
goes on for longer, we could start getting into spooky season and being, I guess, being restricted during hashtag spooky season is the spookiest thing of all. Maybe this makes me officially old and old and, uh, you know, the whole back when it was hard, kind of that kind of deal. But because I'm on the other side of it, and especially because it provides great content for us, it's kind of like I just want to see how long the comm's going to hold out. And like, see how long she's going to push this before they're off off uh, being restricted. My prediction, and I don't want to make this. I, I mean, no one. I don't think anybody up there listens to this, but maybe they is do. if I Navy wins, they get off. Navy wins. Or sorry, if but Air I, Force wins. Air Force wins. Oh shit! I'm cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad mistake. How did how did Navy was Navy on the tip of your tongue? Because it's know. the other team. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think if Air Force wins, um, it'll get reverse but um i mean that that really sucks and i know that's like kind of the talk of the town right now another thing that hasn't really been the talk of the town but we haven't done a podcast in a while life has just caught up it's just happening it's in the way so um we haven't done a podcast in a while tattoo watch is officially over and that sad very sadly even my wife who i talked about and said she was going to be rooting against Air Force when it was over. She was like, "Oh, so no more tattoo." And she kind of like, wanted yeah. a little. She wanted a little tat, a little Calhoun in her life. She did. Well, yeah. I mean, who, what what lady wouldn't want <laughs> Troy Calhoun? That's all I'm saying. You uh, can't have you the, real the real thing. thing. Oh, yeah. Get your man to get a tattoo. Look at that. Um, I did say on Twitter though that I'm in the market for a new deal um, to get Frank Saratori tattooed, and. I think getting Frank tattooed on me, I kind of want him more. You'd get a reaction out of him. Like he would actually oh, provide some types, some type of uh, praise, and you'd feel a little bit more fulfilled. Where you know Troy, if he found out about it, number one, I think he'd try to just not talk about it and downplay it as much as possible. But if it came up in an interview or something, I could just imagine the kind of the awkward laugh. He'd get kind of that the his cheeks would get a little flush like they do from time to time and they just kind of play so you know you know some people are, are really big air force fans and that would be the end of it yeah i think frank saratori would use it as um a metaphor of some sort for his team like the ink of the ink of winning must stain the skin of getting to the frozen four i don't know i don't know what it would be <laughs> but i could see something like that happening um I know his, uh, so he's got a lot of family who's around the the academy. I know his daughter graduated, and I think his nephew either plays or moved on, but did play at the academy as well. Um, so I don't know. I think that's another outlet that we could have if, if I got a deal. But me, I don't know. I think the Frozen Four is a little aggressive, but at the same time, we're talking about getting um a grown man's face tattooed on my body so it's like it has to be high but it has to also be attainable well we made so the frozen four Detroit... you know what in the early 2000s or 90s no i think we made it in like 2000 yeah you might be right i don't know when it was um not great on my hockey history but i think it's one of those things where, and no one would ever see the tattoo anyways, but it would be kind of weird if eventually someone did. So let's say I end up in the hospital or something and the nurses are like, oh, we've got to, I don't know, whatever, take his pants off. And then they see the tattoo and then I have to tell the story like, oh, why do you have Frank Saratori? Some random nurse is going to know who Frank Saratori's face looks like. 
uh, and I explained that it was because we went to the Frozen Four. I think it'd have to be a little bit better than that, and that's I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at. Like winning the national championship. Yeah. I don't want to say that's not going to happen because like I obviously want to believe in our team and everything, but I mean, you got to understand that a lot of these top teams like Notre Dame, Minnesota, um, those are the only teams I can, Boston, uh, who else? else Mighty Ducks. I don't know. Mighty Ducks. A lot of these teams have all like half their, their starting players are going to the NFL or the NHL. Dude, I'm like banana brains today um <laughs> so yeah i don't know but we'll have to come up with some kind of deal like that we still have a little bit more time before hockey actually starts it's probably coming up soon if i had to guess um but we are going to get to it we're going to talk about navy week in a second the one thing we did want to talk about was unfortunately aurora has passed away um the beloved falcon mascot of the united states air force academy has passed away at the age of 23 the air force academy got her in the 90s um and she's been up just literally a part of the institution you type in falconry most of the pictures are of her um she's been really the face of a lot of things for the academy from a pr standpoint it's a very sad loss it's one of those things though in my mind that you don't even think about it like the idea that this is a living animal and one day it's gonna pass away just never crossed my mind the entire like now or the entire time i was a cadet kind of makes you feel bad for all the times we would all hope that it would it wouldn't come back in the stadium and it would just fly away because you gotta admit you whoa i'm not the only one Maybe not, but I never, I never wanted it to fly away. Not away for good, but away. it's funny when it wouldn't come back to the trainer. Yeah. The, and then the thing you got to think about is just like how great falconry is with how they treat them and stuff. So I think that would be sad if Aurora has to go out and live on her own after she's just been getting fed whenever and stuff. You do a real good job of making me feel bad about trying to bring some, some light and some jokes to this. Well, you literally said you hope that our beloved mascot flies away. I think so. it'd be humor. I think I always thought it'd be humorous when they're spinning the deal around that if it just flew, like it didn't didn't fly back to them. It, all right, let's put it this way. I always hoped it flew out of the stadium back to its coop and just took a nerd nap. <laughs> like just it's like skipping it's one. skipping its mandatory formation. Yeah, that'd be funny. Um, yeah. So one thing that we did do was yesterday we came up with the idea of selling t-shirts free the wing shirts um which i'm guessing are probably we'll just have them on sale until the wings unrestricted is what i guess we'll do um oh they're pretty far i just keep them up it's a remember yeah so it took me back to when Lil Wayne went to jail, I don't remember what he went to jail for, but he went to jail a while ago, and uh, I always used to see the Free Wheezy shirts, and so I was like, okay, this would be pretty cool if we did a Free the Wing shirt, and obviously you've got to get a picture up there, not going to put the comms face on it, I'm sure that would bring up a lot of trademark and legal issues. Um, and so we thought to do Aurora, and then literally a matter of hours later, um, Oh, we got the news that Aurora passed away. And so we were like, you know what? Falconry is awesome. They've been supportive of us on social media and that kind of thing. Um, 
Did the bird ever come by our tailgate? I feel like it did. I don't know. I think so. But he's not really, he's not one of the, I don't think the bird is technically owned by the Falconry Club. No, I'm not talking about the bird. I'm talking about Aurora. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I, why would I switch gears and talk about the bird? Because it's a falcon. And now I'm imagining that the mascot, the falcon, the bird, like you said the bird. It's called the bird. Okay, so I apologize. I'm imagining the bird now. Whoever is that mascot has to spend time in the falconry coop with the rest of the falcons, at all times. I think that's smart. I think that'd be a good play. Um. So yeah. So what we ended up doing was we decided that well we're gonna just donate the proceeds from the shirt. Um. To Yusafa falconry, we didn't know exactly how well the shirts would go over. Um we thought they were cool like i like the look of them but what we ended up doing was so we are we're going to donate every single penny of it and it is proprietary information on our margins stuff like that because we don't want you little little sleuths out there stealing our business model or anything it's i will tell you the margins are absolutely terrible but (laughs) we at this point we have over why did i inflect over like that uh, over $650 that we're going to be donating to the Yusuf of Falkyrie Club. And I was thinking about that. And I was like, obviously we want them to spend the money. And, and my goal is, I think it'd be cool if we could hit a, at least a nice round $1,000. If we can get to $1,000, that would be amazing. Legit. Um, the shirts have been selling. They've been going fast. Um, like we're not going to run. Oh, yeah. They're not going to run out or anything like that. So by all means, if you're listening to this and you want to place an order, go for it. We're... They'll be on sale for indefinitely. But what we're going to do is probably next week, like maybe when the orders start slowing down a little bit, we'll uh, then we'll send them over the money. We, we already got in touch with the Falconry Club, and they told us how they can do it, and we will keep everybody updated because the one thing that's cool about it is it's like it's not us. We have the platform, but it's not us doing it. You guys are the ones buying the shirts. So um, hopefully you'll enjoy those and we can get them some money. What do you think they would buy? I was thinking about that. It'd be hilarious if, uh, if the, like we send them the money and then a week later, a picture comes out of a Falcon with like Gucci sunglasses on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or like, uh, like a miniature version of a Ferrari, you know, there's a little electrical Ferraris and it's just like, yeah. these birds are just balling out. Yeah, it's got, like, a little pair of, like, off-white Nikes on. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's got a a Gucci head. supreme head mask. Yeah, the head mask. That's what I was going to say. It's, like, not the sunglasses, but he's got that whole thing covering his dome, but it's all Louis Vuitton print. Louis. That's what I was going to say, just the (laughs) LVs on it. That would be so great. That's, well, we should just demand that. We're sending them the money. So, we say this this is one down payment for... An authentic Versace uh, head cover, and then the, yeah. the the next nine grand is on them. But we're getting the ball rolling. Yeah. Well, and I did look too, and obviously, like it's completely no strings attached. We don't need them to do anything or anything like that. But uh, I did notice on the usafa.org slash give page. If you can go to that, it's actually pretty cool. And this will be my plug um, for the alma mater. If you go on there, you can actually click and give to whatever organization that you like at the Academy. So you can give to the Academy overall. 
or there's also a list of clubs and different activities and, and all kinds of different things that you can do. So you can really pick if there's something you did at the academy, if there's something like a family member did or something that you just want to support. Um, there's a lot of stuff on there. And one of the things that it said, I don't know what the restriction is, but if you give at least $1,000, they say that you can be a named person. And I don't know exactly what they do, but they'll name you. I think you're in like the Saber Society or something. Um, and they, But the way they phrased it was if you give annually at least $1,000, um, you will be eligible for it. And so I was like, that is the perfect legal language <laughs> to keep us out of it. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, I don't know, that's what I was thinking. Um, but, I mean, even with Aurora's passing, now it looks like Air Force has to beat Navy uh, in her honor. And I think that's a really cool thing. Air Force football yeah, is we, rolling. It's just, like, it's just like losing in sports. You get 24 hours, you know. 24 hours yeah. to weep, and now it's on to, on to uh, Navy. Yeah. I am excited to see which bird is going to be at Navy now, though, because... Um, I remember I like I didn't know too much about falconry, but I know that they did say that some of the birds all had different temperaments. So some can travel and some can't travel as well. But I I would imagine there's gonna be one there. So I want to keep an eye out for that. Bef I want to know who it's gonna be. And before we, I know we're trying to get off the topic of falconry, but I still think the blood is on West Point's hands because Aurora was perfectly fine last year. She gets injured and just coincidentally. After struggling for a year, she passes away. I agree with that. I don't know what the statute of limitations is on. It's six and a half years. Causing a, causing a bird death. Falcon, oh. For the Arctic Falcon of Aurora, it's six and a half years. So we're well within the statute of limitations. Well, I do know. I did look it up. Um, I think they said in captivity they live a little over 20 years. And so Aurora passed away at the age of 23. So I know she did live a good, happy life uh, down by the, what is that? The, what, is that the rope course? course? Yeah. Yeah, whatever that was. Um, you'd always hear a ruckus whenever you walk by there. Always hear all the different birds and stuff. But anyway, yeah, so let's talk about um, Navy Air Force a little bit this week uh honestly it looks like a pretty evenly matched game um air force is favored by three and a half points i think it opened up at like two and a half yeah um they've had pretty similar schedules i would say that navy's had and this is one of those conversations that i i don't even care to say that oh we're really similar teams it's a close matchup because i i do feel like it's navy who's also trying to kind of prop up that belief more than air force is that, oh, yeah, we're the exact same. And I heard there's an article floating around the internet um, that Memphis's game against Navy, where Memphis beat Navy, was really similar to the Boise State win over Air Force, and Memphis is currently undefeated, and so is Boise State. And Boise State's at 16th in the country right now, and um, and Memphis is, like, 21. The one thing that was really weird... And this is, we just haven't done a podcast in a while. I thought this was really strange how I went to bed after watching the Boise State game, was just in a terrible mood because uh, I thought we could have won that game. But I, I made a few just kind of blanket statements. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I said, um, Hightower, which is a Boise State receiver, and Bachmeyer are going to be in the league, and they're very good. 
Bachmeyer got drilled all game by Lakota Wills and Jordan Jackson. Absolutely drilled. There yeah. was one where where Lakota Wills was standing over him after hitting him, and it was kind of like, hey, you want to see a dead body? And <laughs> the kid didn't – he just kept playing. And so I'm like, you have to commend him on that. But we got heat. Yeah, a lot. For what I said. I, I said basically that, and I was like, Lakota Wills and Jordan Jackson is fun to watch play. And I was like, we definitely should have won. I mean, obviously, DJ Hammond came out a little bit with an injury, which sucked. And that kind of threw our game plan off. But Isaiah Sanders stood up and played really well. Another thing I said was that I didn't think that the offense is designed for Isaiah Sanders anymore. I think he's, he's a proficient player in the option. And he runs really well. And he makes a lot of smart decisions. But it just didn't seem like they had a lot of good connections um, in that regard and so the option failed pretty miserably when he ran it a few times and then DJ Hammond eventually came back in and you could tell he wasn't exactly himself and so it was just like a tough scene it was a tough game and, the, and we kept the pace really slow we tried to control the clock in the first half and that set us up um, in the end because when you do that obviously if your opponent gets ahead a little bit it's going to be really tough to switch up the pace and so um, I mean it was kind of garbage time. We got a touchdown towards the end, but I don't know. It was a rough game. And so uh, yeah. I said that, and and the punchline is that I got a ton of heat for it. And I said that I was – and they said I was kissing Boise State's ass, which I didn't think at all. And it's kind of one of those things where, like, the bigger we get – and this isn't really about us. I'm not saying, oh, we're big now or anything like that. But it's, like, more followers we get, I guess, the more opportunities we have for people to disagree with us, which is really annoying. It is annoying. However, um, first off, I think we can both agree that, or maybe not, I, I think we gave that, we somewhat gave that game away in the last quarter. I think the fourth and ten that Boise had in their own red zone, or the, in our red zone, was crucial. And we gave, you can't give up a fourth and ten uh, that late in the game. And then to follow on a few plays later was that play where the ball, we like almost picked it off and the ball like bounced off the Boise State wide receiver's ankles into his hands. Yeah, so, that was Hightower. That was the guy who that was supposedly a crazy thing to say that he's really good. It was a sports center top ten play. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And but that yeah, being said Trey, Trey Bug had it and, and he pulled yeah, he pulled it off his ankles. Right. That being said, it wasn't that's like pure luck, weird things. And that obviously happens in every game. But those two plays were, were critical. Uh, and then talking about kind of what you were what you were talking about is I think I think Isaiah Sanders and DJ are both very good I think DJ has the starting position for a reason um, just based off what we saw last year and what he's been doing this year I really don't have many complaints about the way he's been playing I think they're running the option extremely efficiently it helps when we have you know runners that are going to be able to take kind of some of the burden off of him but when you put any quarterback in there for one series in the middle of an entire game, you can't really expect, you know, everything to go perfectly as planned. And like you said, Isaiah Sanders did a good job for what he was dealing with. But then you get DJ back in there because you're trying to get the flow back, and <clears throat> his ankle's clearly bothering him, having some trouble with lateral movement, having some trouble throwing the ball and stepping into throws, and then we just kind of fell apart on offense. But I think without the injury – uh, and without those two plays, uh, we we win that game by a touchdown or more. Yeah, I agree. the The defense is so good. Yeah, it, it's some one of those secondary where, like, issues, definitely against Boise State. But 
Against Boise State, but that's why I, you got to give credit where credit's due. Hank Bachmeyer was shredding us. I mean, I, like, I don't we, know what I to say. I just feel like, like we were playing way bug. off of their wide receivers. Like, Well, that's that's a strategy. Like, kind of almost like a, like a, I don't want to mess this up, but like a cover four type scenario. But when they're just going to continue to protect the long ball, when they're just going to continue to throw, you know, 10 to 15 yard passes, they're going to work their way all the way down to the red zone. Yeah. So I don't know. That's, that was my biggest complaint, but I don't know. It's easy to say from me sitting on my couch drinking Bud Light. Yeah. Well, and you saw that a little bit against, uh, even San Jose state early on. Right. Because that guy, Josh love, who's just like, he's more like a pitcher than he is a quarterback. He just stands there and it's like, he just, he throws the ball and just prays. And that's it. He threw the ball like 38 times against us or something like that. And at first it looked like we were off to a slow start. Um, and they were, they were not a good team. Um, they had a pretty good linebacker. That guy, Ethan Aguayo, I don't know what he's doing on San Jose state. I feel like he should have transferred. Um, probably could have had a better career somewhere else, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, oh, Falcon puppy. But the one thing I will say is it's just like the, the poor things that we had in both those games, they're not going to be an issue against Navy because Malcolm Perry cannot throw the ball. He is not good. I don't care what anybody says and how many points he put up against ECU. I I think that this is going to be air force will be the toughest team that they play in a lot of positions. I think that Memphis is a very good all around team to beat them. Um, I think they play well as a team. I think they have good players. I think they're well coached, but I think there's going to be some aspects of air force's star power, especially on defense. That's just going to rock them. Um, the one thing I am a little concerned about is our field goal unit. And this is not a knock necessarily on anybody. Maybe it's just like the system. I don't know because we do have, I mean, great players, um, out there. I, I can't remember. I don't know. See, I don't want to, I don't want to misspeak on this. We should have, I should have done my research a little bit more, but the bottom line is we've had, uh, three blocked field goals yeah, or three blocked extra points this year. So have they been, have been blocked or were they just, I thought we just missed shanked one or two of them. I think one has been shanked and three have been blocked because there's been four missed extra points. Yeah, it's way too much. So, College ball, you, I gotta get right on the two yard line or whatever. We gotta get our stats guy on that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but that is a concern as well because I mean, obviously, going into service academy games, that plays a huge role, right? And it played a huge role in 2011 when we ended up winning the game because Coach Alex Means. Who we wish a happy birthday to the other day with a lovely post, and he did not say anything to us. Um, yeah, maybe we're going to go back to wishing Coach Calhoun a happy birthday next year. We did. Yeah, for anybody who doesn't know the story on that, the reason why we did it was because last year um, we wished Coach Calhoun a happy birthday first, and and then his wife, uh, Coach Means' wife, came on and said, oh, I guess they forgot about you. And we were like, what? We do not forget about Coach Means. Um, who was just a joy to watch, and now it's really cool seeing him back there. I think he's a great coach. The coaching staff, is, that's another thing I was looking at. Uh, I was getting into some of the bios of our coaches. Just, it, this is where Troy Calhoun's, I think his genius kind of shines through. We have, like, Super Bowl experience as players uh, on our coaching staff. We have Power 5 coaching experience. We have a ton of guys who were in the Air Force and played for Air Force um, all across the board. So it's just kind of like every little aspect of coaching and of what it takes to coach 
a service academy football team and football players as individuals is really covered. So I'm super stoked on that. And I think that that's especially what goes into how great our defense is. Um, and we have some youth there like Chip Vaughn, who great name. played at – oh, it's a great name. Um, he Dude, he gets me fired up. He sends out a tweet every day. So he's a secondaries coach, uh, played at Wake Forest, and then played in the league for a few years and then started coaching. He puts out a tweet every day that says, you're not there yet, keep grinding. And it's just like I, <laughs> I'll be reading it like I don't even know when I'm like – You're like brushing your teeth. You're like, I, I got one more minute to go. Well, I was going to say going to the bathroom, but I was like, that's pretty graphic. So, um, but yeah, that, that gets me fired up. So I, I love our coaches and I think this is a good year. What I love about it too, is just how I love that we're kind of undervalued a little bit. I think we got a little bit of a spark, um, after the Colorado game with people talking about us. And then unfortunately we lost that game to Boise State, I think it, we would be in the national conversation. Well, obviously we'd be in the national conversation. If we beat Boise State, we'd have a ranking right now, which is a crazy, crazy thought. Um, but at the end of the day, rankings don't matter. And going into a game like this against Navy, it's it's so, so – the CIC games are such standalone games in the grand scheme of the season. Like last year, arguably, we had a pretty bad season by my standards, and we still beat Navy 35-7. to so, which is a crazy thought, and so Navy had um, a lot, of, thing, lot of issues last year, though. I mean, they did, but so did we. Yeah, we had the the three way quarterback roulette. You <laughs> never know who's going to play week to week. The car- the QB carousel. Yeah, you never know who's yeah, going to play was... each snap. We'd have all three quarterbacks in the backfield, and the center would just snap it to one of them. All of them just warming up. <laughs> Another thing that I've gotten onto this season. So I this just goes to show how little we've been podcasting, and that's. That sucks. So the two things that have been lacking that were hallmarks of the Air Force broadcast last year um, were the hydration specialist. And I say hydration specialist because it's gender ambiguous. I don't want to call him a water boy because we had the Blue Bolt a few years ago. And then we had Sarah Bertles for the last few years who was amazing. What was her uh, nickname? The, the Khaleesi of hydration. <laughs> yeah. I wrote out the whole thing like from Game of Thrones. And... Um, and this year we've had a few, but the thing is, there's nobody who's just like getting a ton of camera time. You can't force this couple, things, though. Y- you can't. We've had a few ladies doing it, but we just need to see. We need to see that pop. And we every need to see that like yeah. I don't. I don't know what. Well, it is. everyone has their own technique. Blue Bolt was his. He was flashy. He was flashy, but not flashy, because it was oh, it was a it was efficiency. He's getting from one player to the ref to the guy in the stands to the bus driver, back to Coach Calhoun, and it's it's as fast as humanly possible. So, Oh, my, my uncle went to a game last year in November, and he was sitting up in the 400 sections, and he said in the third quarter the Blue Bolt – or no, I guess this was about four <laughs> years ago. He said the Blue Bolt came up and just, like, handed him a water bottle. Yeah, out of nowhere. And he was like – And it was – He was like, I took a sip, and then he's like, next thing I knew, he, he took the water bottle and he was gone. Yeah. You don't even see – you just feel water in your mouth. That's how it happens. But like like that was his thing, right? It was efficiency. It was quickness. It was we're here to get down to business and get people hydrated. The Khaleesi of hydration, she was a little bit more. She's there when you need her, you know. She wouldn't be running all over the place. But Calhoun would literally turn around, look as the word water starts to enter his Abdullah Ablangada. There's a water bottle in his hand, ready to go. So she was like more time at right time, right place. 
Blue Bolt was more here, there, everywhere. She was right time, right place. She was right time, right place. And the other thing is that she understood the important, the most important part that you hydrate top down. It's literally trickle down economics <laughs> comes from hydration strategy, right? So you hydrate the coach. He's hydrated. His brain's functioning. He, and then everything else just kind of rolls down right. and you're good to go. Lo- lowest man on the totem pole gets baby birded from, from maybe one of the starters. Yeah. With his water. Yep. Calhoun's first. Then they work through some of the other coaches. Hey, some of the coaches are, are going to get skipped for players. That's just the name of the game. But then some of the players are going to get, get skipped for athletic trainers, you know? So it's a very complex um, kind of tree of responsibility. And she did an amazing job of knowing who needs what and who needs who needs it when. I think I saw um, Mike Thiessen with a with an IV a couple times because he got <laughs> skipped so much. Yeah, well, so they just had one of the cadet EMTs just just rig her. him up with a bicycle with a bicycle pump and a can of Gatorade. <laughs> well, that's why you know it's a team effort. She can't do it yeah. all. Like she's one of the best uh, hydration specialists we've had, but there's still going to be people that fall through the cracks. Yeah, no doubt. And then here's my other question, and this has been just devastating. And I think it might have to do with the TV networks that we've been on because we haven't been as consistent. Like, we've had a couple games on CBS Sports. CBS Sports used to do it the most, but we've had ESPN because they have the contract with Boise State, so we were on ESPN2 for that game. And then I don't even remember how we watched the first game. I want to say it was maybe on ESPN+. Plus. Regardless. There is a lack of day in the life of cadet schedules, mm-hmm. and I'm scared. Tomorrow, I guess on Saturday, we're going to have to see it, right? They have to show it. I would assume, but it's also weird because I think a lot of the reason they do it is because it's an anomaly, right? Like Air Force is yeah. playing Colorado. You couldn't ask for two opposite student bodies. And yeah. it's kind of like, look what the cadets have to do. And, and it depends on the network, I feel like. you know, Some of the networks are more... Wait, did you see it against Colorado? No, I no, 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 it. I didn't. But I'm saying typically, well, you never know. They're both cadets and midshipmen, so they might they're going to play up the the military thing a lot. So maybe we'll kind of get a day in the life of both of them. I think we have to, and then they have to get into their major and talk about it. Like this guy, he's a he's a business major, and all, and he takes nine hours of engineering. Yeah, he's minoring in aeronautical engineering. Yeah, I love it. Um, so those are always fun, but it's been disappointing that we haven't seen it. I used to put every single one up on Twitter, and uh, I think I would put some of them up on the story on Instagram, but that's been super disappointing. I think that's been one of the things that's been kind of – it feels off about the season is some of those things that were I was really comfortable with are gone now, but we're also playing better. Um, the other thing was I was worried that FNBA was a curse because since we've started, we have not had the Commander Chiefs trophy, and if this is the year – I'll feel pretty vindicated. What if it's not? I don't know, man. See, if it's not, if we're if we're this quality, I mean, can we just go ahead and say it? Uh, we we're the best service academy in uh, like football service academy right I now. I agree one hundred percent. And you, if you're a long time listener to the podcast, we don't just pump our team's tires. We talk very yeah. critically about Air Force. A lot of times, for me from stances that have zero backing and it's strictly just off hearsay. So we're saying it right now. We're the best service academy right now. And I honestly think if unbiasedly, if somebody was looking at it, I think that 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 would be obvious. Army stinks. 
right now. I watched a few Army. Well, games. Michigan played, stinks. Uh, That's their whole claim to fame. And Michigan, I, I think know. we would stomp Michigan right now. Yeah, Michigan's bad, and it looks it looks worse every week that goes by for that Army <laughs> game. And I think the other thing is, is, granted, Michigan is ranked higher and is. I mean, they're not good right now, but like Michigan's another thing where if they win this weekend, I think they're back on because they're playing against Iowa, who's also ranked. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But it was like seeing Army not be able to hang in overtime scared me for the Colorado game, and then Cade Remsburg just first play of overtime runs at a touchdown, and I was like, oh, okay, that feels good. Yeah, that was scary. Oh, we're kind of jumping all over the place, but. Um... I don't. I don't like our. I don't like our chances in overtime, unless we're playing like Navy or Army. Well, I like our chances in overtime against not Power Five teams. Fair enough. But yeah. Um. So, oh man, we have not done a podcast in a while, so we're just like talking right now, and that was the other thing is I think we kind of said we just needed to do a podcast. And we even tried to plan it out. I wrote a bunch of stuff, and I wrote it today while I was really busy and tired, and um. A lot of it just doesn't make any sense. So I wrote like a conceptual thing. It's weird. So I feel like we've done this in a previous podcast, but um, desperate times. Should we kind of talk through maybe a, we don't have to do perfect three and three, but a soups list of things to do when you're restricted? Yeah, we've definitely done this, haven't we? Yeah, I know. Let's just do two each. All right, you go first. All right. Try and put me in the spot. I think... Now that, I, now that I'm saying this, I definitely remember doing this, but whatever. Um, this is kind of like, whatever. We'll, we'll just do it. So the first one is uh, consistently ordering things from Amazon Prime. Because that okay. pretty much the first few days are going to be a little bit rough because you're not going to have any packages. But if you're relatively consistent after that, every two or three days, you got nothing to do anyway. So even if you're in um, John over there, just make the nice, it's not too cold out yet, make the nice walk over to the cadet, um, whatever it is, post office, and hopefully you got a yellow slip in your in your mail container and you can pick up whatever you were getting. And it just kind of always gives you one thing to look forward to. You get bored in class, Look, go look at the, uh, the shipping information and see kind of how far out it is. Um, but, uh, my first one is going to be eat every single uh, item on the subway menu. You just you have to do it. That kind of sounds terrible. <laughs> it sounds like the worst, but I think if you do it over the weekend, you remember? I remember freshman year. It was just like some Saturdays when we were restricted, and we used to be back in the day really restricted. They would take away your like we wouldn't have cell phones, and it was like you'd have to send a carrier pigeon. Like you, Aurora would come up and you'd put a <laughs> note on her leg, and she'd bring it over to your buddy if you lived in Cy John. She'd bring it over to Vandenberg. And so we used to meet up there and uh, and just like sit in a hall all day. Dude, that was fun though because you could just watch the games. Yeah. And just... I was gonna say low key like they had a huge big screen, and they would just play whatever game was on. And you could just chill. You're yeah. sweating. I don't you're really well... through your. I think the PC gear has changed. That's dude. So much. So many things are changing. I can't even relate to like the PC gear we had. It doesn't matter if it was thirty degrees outside. You slip on the pants, you're immediately sweating. You immediately yes. have, you know, a situation going on down there. Nowadays, I feel like they mix it up, and it's like Nike dry fit, so it's probably really nice. But there's something about just going over in your PC gear. You're you got a sauna going on under, underneath that thing, but it's all part of the experience. 
the PC gear, I've seen it recently. Now it's got like a big AF on the back. It's got lightning. And I never realized. I never realized. I guess how hard it is. I've never tried. We design T-shirts all the time, but I've never realized. I guess how hard it is to design like a good-looking uniform because whenever they try to like make the PC gear look more i don't know if they're trying to make it look more athletic or just like cool it looks like hot garbage why don't they recruit us to do this i feel like they should well get some get some witty sayings on yeah there. they know where to find us yeah um like on the right, back it your... says if you can read this you're about to fail your aft Ooh, that's <laughs> <good>. <laughs> i really like I crack that. myself up <laughs> It's like you're standing you're standing in line at Subway. It's like I'm about to fail my AFT. I'm just trying to get an Italian BMT. There's a lot of things that apply. <laughs> well, so I want to talk about this a little more because I feel like you kind of glossed it over for me, um, saying you didn't really like the idea of trying everything on the, the Subway menu. I think what you do is you show up and you get a, a flatbread breakfast melt, maybe with a scoop of tuna on it. And you can do that. You can combine things. So like a scoop of tuna with some, with a nice egg patty. Do that for breakfast, spend about three hours on the toilet, and then come back for lunch. For lunch, you have, uh, like, uh, you have meatball, half meatball sub, and then they crumble up their double chocolate cookies in it. Because we got to do, yeah, we're doing then, every option, right? But you got to be healthy, so you got to get the salad where they just take the sandwich lettuce and put it in a bowl. <laughs> and then you, they put, like, salami on it. The factory-made <laughs> lettuce that I'm pretty sure is just, like, cold plastic. Yeah, and the dressing is just mayo mixed with, like, yellow picnic mustard. <laughs> um, and then I think for dinner, see if they can – I don't know if they make these anymore, but back in the day they used to make the flatiza. Oh, where dude. Where they just took a flatbread. That Actually, I think that came out when we were at the academy, which was clutch. Yeah. Because every uh, – I mean, people don't know the struggle now, but everybody knew Godfather's t was okay – when you were eating it but to pay for that later you're just you know have no respect for your body the flatiza yeah. was a little bit more manageable um, i think they still do it it's just like kind of a secret menu item well the thing about the flatiza and the thing about anything that they do at subway is that it, the fact that you can see them making your stuff it ruins all the mystery so you go there and you think, oh, cool. Do you hear Subway has salads now? And seriously, they just take the let the sandwich lettuce and throw it in a bowl. Yeah. And it's like, oh, do you hear they have uh, they have flatizas now and like flat pizza? They just take the flat bread and then they go into the sandwich meatballs, move the meatballs out of the way, and take some of that sauce and just dump it on there and give you some like American cheese and just heat it up in that weird microwave toaster it's thing. It's kind of an have. interesting concept. I mean, I guess it's kind of like Chipotle or anything else, but they always say, you know, you don't want to see all the sausages made or whatever. Just yeah. Some saying like that. Like, you're watching the disappointment happen in front of you. Yeah. You know? They pull the they pull the cold cuts out of the freezer. That's why, like, the biggest scam I've ever seen, you want to put give somebody an honor hit, eat fresh, give me a break, man. Yeah. And I think they already got on honor probation for saying that their footlongs were a foot long. Somebody, some guy <laughs> took it, took a sandwich down to the physics lab, put it up against like some measuring tape or something and found out it was only like 10 and a half inches. I mean, they're not above the law, but they're within the confines of uh, yeah. USAFA. They need to, they need to abide by this stuff. 
yeah and, and subway their response to that was oh well it's just like the terminology like we just call it the the foot long and they were like it's just easier that way and then i realized it i'm like foot long is more letters than if they just wrote like the 10.5er yeah mm-hmm. i agree with that so i don't i don't know i don't really understand anyway we got on a sidetrack there uh what is your second one now um it was to try everything at uh the other other restaurant you can't just do that (laughs) (laughs) um oh no my other one was to go explore like the uh gymnast room and that kind of stuff where the trampolines are yeah oftentimes there's actual gymnasts in there like actually practicing to win you know uh ncaa titles and stuff so it can get kind of awkward but there's like a foam pit it's pretty fun so you know it's 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 free sky zone absolutely it's exactly what it is cool so my second one um is gonna be like the non-los version of falconry so if you know anything about falconry they always talk about this in the very beginning of like your cadet experience when they talk about the clubs they tell you what being a falconer entails and it's a pretty big interview process they check your grades you have to go through like a year you have to learn falcon facts you have to care for them i think do a little presentation and then you kind of do a tryout that's a lot of work so i say what you do while you're restricted you have the time beautiful colorado um, has a ton of wildlife to offer just go out and find your own wild falcon and become a falconer. There's magpies all it. over the tee, though. That that works. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure that there's some nice, like, peregrine falcons out there. You can maybe get a nice bird of prey. Um, put on your black leather gloves. Those are sure to be talon-proof. I don't think that's such a bad thing because it'll put pressure on the falcons that we do have to get better. Yeah, like if they see a competing tough. If they see a competing magpie club... And the magpies are all over, like, you know, very obedient, and they listen to their masters. The falcons are going to want to feel like they have to step their game up, and then all all that's going to do is make everybody better, you know? Yeah, I agree. So that's what we need you to do uh, while you're restricted. If if anybody can complete all four of what we said, um, we're going to call it the FNBA Restriction Challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well, I don't know. We'll give you a free t-shirt or something like that. DM us, but we need proof of you doing everything that we said. So what was the first one you had? The first one is, let's call it a minimum of three Amazon prime orders. So you need three Amazon prime orders. You've got to eat every item on the subway menu. You got to go play Um, on the trampolines in the gymnast room. Play on the trampolines. Uh, yeah, go do sky zone. And then you have to tame a wild falcon. Or so, magpie. Pretty easy. Or magpie. Pretty easy. My my only concern is that with these four things, it might be too easy. Um, might be able to get it done by like. All right. The, bef- before the Navy game's even over. Let's say the first fifty people that send in evidence will get free T-shirts. <laughs> okay. But but we need we need conclusive evidence. Yes, it has like, to be legit. Be like, I need to see a picture of you, a video of you finishing every subway combination. Yeah, and we need you to hold your uh, cack in the picture, and then we're going to turn you into the comm squad for uh, security violation. High risk, high reward. Yeah. All right. Uh, Was there anything else? I just feel like there's been so much that's happened. Let me, like, look through our posts, see if there's anything that we wanted to talk about. Did you have anything else? No. I mean, we're we're coming up here on, on, like, 45 minutes, so 
This is right around the corner from Navy. So hopefully we can get this out and you guys can listen to it before the Navy game even comes around after we after we go to Annapolis and win. For sure. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to hurt anybody and make promises for exactly when we'll have another podcast out. But I love doing these. I'm sure you do too. Um, and we really appreciate you guys listening. Always blows my mind um, that so many people listen especially when we don't even say anything. I just like log in and check our numbers and it's like, wow, hundreds and hundreds of people. It's kind of like giving a presentation in a hall, except for we're just two real ass dudes. That's the, that's the subline right there. Whatever it's called. Not yeah. subline. Uh, the, the tagline tagline. There we go. That's the basic mantra of it all. Yeah. Uh, actually that's what I'm going to call it today. I'm going to say the FNBA podcast 10-319 just two real ass dudes um and so actually i almost forgot about it though so we've got to do um we've got to do our minutes the one thing i do want to say the the strike force energy thing we still have that sponsorship so well, let's go ahead and get that um i i don't i don't see i wanted to put out a deal and say like hey the first person to spend more than a certain amount on, on strike force energy would get something, but we'll have to figure that out later because that would be kind of counterproductive because it's like you're supporting the podcast and then we're giving away merchandise that costs money. Yeah, so well. That does 100% make sense. But if you go to strikeforceenergy.com, you can get whatever your heart desires to keep you moving. I know you're restricted. You'll probably have time to catch up on your sleep, but let's say you can't. Let's say you stay up and you playing video games or pulling spirit missions, whatever the case may be. Um, it's awesome. It has the same amount of caffeine as any of your favorite energy drinks and it comes in an easy use package it's a lot cheaper per unit it comes in fantastic flavors like original tastes like red bull uh no free ads for red bull but then they also have grape orange uh lemon one thing and i feel like this is how little we've been podcasting is that we've completely skipped over the fact that white claws are so in right now yeah um even though they've been out for like two years i distinctly remember them drinking them like three summers ago and no one really cared commissions ahead of the time I wouldn't say that. More just like kind of alcoholic tendencies. But um, yeah, if you get one of those, you can mix it in. There's zero sugar. You're not really upping your carbs or anything like that. So get a nice little bit of energy. It's just like drinking an old school Four loco. Um, so again, fast, fasty FNBA is the code. I apologize. Uh, you get 20% off and you support the podcast. If you go to strikeforceenergy.com, any of your orders, enter it at checkout. And then finally, we have a website of our very own. Go ahead, Archie, and talk about it. FastNeatBelowAverage.com. Spell average, A-V-G. Uh, I mean, a lot of the standard products out there. We've been seeing a lot of good pictures of the flags, koozies, all that good stuff. And then, of course, we have our free The Wing uh, t-shirts on sale right now. All profits going to the Falconry Club. So get it. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, go Air Force Beat Navy. See ya. So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome. To thin air. I'm doing my thistle, my nizzle, my nizzle. I work me the price down the middle, the middle. I keep me a bag of them skittles, the skittles. Trying to get you a radical feeling. A real automatic, it came with no ceiling. Automatic. All this trapping, it got you offended. I'm trapping. Hit a 3-6 throw in a minute. Then I punch on the gas a little harder. I be whipping the lens like a...